In a podcasting world filled with true crimes, insane interview podcasts, and gross celeb news stories, Bryce and Ren, that's us, try to do the impossible. Create a podcast that'll help you survive your commute or workday. Bryce and Ren and Nedzi Classified School Survival Guide. Today we'll be discussing Season 3, Episode 13 of Nedzi Classified, titled Cell Phones and Woodshop, as well as Season 3, Episode 14 of Nedzi Classified, titled Getting Organized and Extra Credit. My name is Bryce Henderson. I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Uh, and with me, as always, to break down all things Ned's D... De- oh, shoot. I just ran out of my, my cell phone minutes. Uh, well, what I was gonna say was I was gonna introduce my co-host, Renan Fontes. Ren, how is it going? Uh, Bryce, I still have minutes. I can tell you how it's going. I'm all right. How are you? <laughs> not, not bad. Um, you know, after the high of last week's episodes, I was feeling ambitious yesterday and I said, I, I got some time to kill on a Saturday. Let's watch these episodes. I'm sure I'll enjoy them. Um, and after the first segment, I, I was like, oh, are, are these done yet? Are these... <laughs> Mm-hmm. I was uh at first I I was holding on to I was holding on hope that you know maybe maybe you know I'm just a little bit off today maybe it's me mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. it wasn't just me <laughs> no so like I and I don't think that these are the worst episodes um, no they're not but uh coming from last week yeah it's very disappointing and it's it's just so obviously not their best well so how I'm feeling is I think. Cookie is like a nine out of 10 for showing up. He's our chef Victor here. Like I, I believe that he is showing up and he's putting in work and mm-hmm. everyone around him is letting him down. <laughs> I don't uh, think that's an unreasonable take. Yeah. Um, Cause like, I, I really liked um, the like cookie cell phone jacket. I think iconic. I think that that's something that stood out to me when I saw it when I was young and I knew going into the cell phone episode, I was like, Oh, this is it. This is Cookie's big moment. Um, so, like, between that and then uh, him fighting off the the saw, I, I think he has the gold, and then everyone else around him is floundering. Completely. Yeah, Ned's plots especially were pretty lousy tonight. Yeah. Um, Ned, who continues to be uh, whoever the writers want him to be. Um, sometimes he is your straight man, leading man. Other times he is a disaster. Um and someone who you don't really want to root for yeah yeah so um let's start with cell phones ren um in here we have of course Susie crabgrass just moved away ned realized last week oh maybe i like mo's that's, that's gonna come up um in the second segment not so much in this first segment yeah. uh, ned liking mo's thing but ned is going to have a schedule to call Susie between class four times a day which is just like uh, last week when Moe's uh, was meeting up with Feynman in between class every day. Yep, pretty much exactly the exact same mm-hmm. plot, except this time we get some conversations between the two people meeting. Yes. But they're, uh, I wouldn't say they're for the better. No, no, they go awry, of course. Um, every single conversation uh, between Ned and Susie, it's very brief. It's over the cell phone. 
Um, and it pretty much ends in Ned screaming no uh, in response to Susie asking a question that would otherwise be very pleasant. Like, um, do you love me or uh, do you want me to come and visit? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it, you get it the first time it happens. And then the whole like it happens three or four more times. It's not the rules of three. This is not going to be something that's funnier each time. No, it's um, just something that's happening every yeah. few minutes yeah um you said you texted me and you said this is very Corey-esque say more about that run okay so i in general i got very Corey-esque vibes from both episodes tonight mm-hmm. in regards to cell phones specifically i feel like the whole like miscommunication breakup it's something we would have seen happen with Corey and candy if we didn't see happen with Corey and candy and i just forgot um i think maybe they did I, I think that might have happened. I think maybe they accidentally broke up. It's um, just like, mm-hmm. when I say Corey-esque, like, it's the low-hanging fruit of it all. It's the writers, like, stumbling onto this first idea, mm-hmm. not mining it any further, and kind of settling. Yeah. Which is what I got, which is the vibe I felt from, like, this whole night. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's kind of the whole, like, Ned's situation this episode, or this segment, is just, like, Ned accidentally breaking up with Susie, Ned. Um, he's just kind of like uh, existing around everyone else in this episode. Also, I loved, 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 loved Rent that every single background kid had a cell phone in this episode. I didn't even notice that. Yep, they were all like on their phone or texting or like chain, like swapping phones, like swap phone numbers. Mm-hmm. Um it was aggressive. It was like, uh, you know, uh, when Mo sold the school to like BP or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, uh, this was the aftermath. And usually okay. no one's on a phone. Yes. Yeah. Well, cause even like, so Mo's whole thing is Mo's gets a new phone that she doesn't know how to work, which yeah. is laughable because, um, like it's you, like kids are the population where you hand them a piece of tech and like they they instantly know what to do with it. Yeah, it's just it's not very believable. And but Mo on the subject of not being believable, Moses' yeah. phone in yeah. general is unbelievable. The video quality on it. <laughs> yeah, for uh, what, like two thousand like seven two thousand six standards. Yeah, oh seven. Yeah, it's a pr- pretty impressive cell phone. Um, it has everything on it. It's almost like uh, if you took Backpack Boy's backpack from season one and turn it into a cell phone. That's why she's so overwhelmed. She just doesn't know what to do with it. Each button is going to be something completely different. She can't even turn off the sound. No. <laughs> um, I've, so, so I've kind of been there before because iPhones have this like the notch on the side where you can silent mode on and silent mode off. Yeah. And I just don't know. Um, I don't really understand what that does. It turns silent mode on or off. Yeah. But like, I'm some, like, I always, I, I just use like uh, vibrations for my alerts anyway, like whether hmm. silent mode is on or off. Yeah. So I don't know. My phone confuses me a little bit, but see, you have an like, iPhone? Yeah, I have an iPhone. Yeah. Turning the silent mode off is what, uh, or turning it off is what turns on the uh, ringer and the noise every night before i go to bed i um turn on an alarm and then i'm worried like i don't know whether silent mode affects it or not so i turn on i turn off silent mode 
But then I get scared that I don't want to get notifications in the middle of the night and wake up to it. So I put my phone on airplane mode. And the alarm works? The alarm works every day. The alarm will still work if you have it on silent mode. Yeah, so Jenna Jenna has told me that on a number <laughs> of occasions, but it's like, I, I don't trust it. And it's like, I know that this works. And so why mess with it? You know? Do you think if you try it, it'll, it'll be the one time it doesn't work? I do, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I have my system and I use it and it's probably not the most efficient thing in the world, but it is, it works. And if it works for you. Yeah. It's like Cookie's uh, phone jacket. You know, it works for him. It does. Um, how did he get what looks to be about 30 cell phones? In I would assume his, his dad's credit card, but we'll, uh, we'll get to that later. <laughs> did we ever get... I watched that... Oh, did I? Hold did on. you forget to watch it? No, I mean, I watched it. I don't know if I finished that segment. Are you serious? Oh my god. Let me... Because I was just gonna say, did we ever see what happened to that um okay so that's the is that the chair no that's woodshop let's see credit card that's at the end extra credit yeah very um where no. did you stop nope. watching nope. so i watched because i get this thing this fatal error it says fatal error whenever i watch neds where it cuts me off like three episodes before the episode ends uh-huh um and i just didn't go back <laughs> so uh, I'm looking at my notes. The last thing I have for extra credit is Cookie bought a pony, and then Ned needs a lawyer. Oh, Bryce, there's so, so much you missed. I, I was just going to say, was there, because as we were talking about Cookie's credit card, I was like, was there not a, a final wrap-up to that? Like, I'm assuming he got in some big trouble. I'm excited to find out what happened. When we get to extra credit, I'll take over the recap yeah. once we get to the pony. Yeah. Um. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> wow, I'm really slacking. I'm slacking. That fatal error. This is fatal like when you watch the wrong Teenage Robot episode. No, Ren, you watched the wrong Teenage Robot no, episode. No, I, I watched the one with the right title. <laughs> there were I, they like, I checked. You watched like, it was like, like Franken Robot, and I watched like Revenge of Franken Robot. Is that what it was? Uh, it was something like that. We watched the episodes in the ro- We both collectively watched the two-parter, mm-hmm. but only one part each, and I don't remember who watched what. Man. Um, before, like, uh, uh, that, whatever, the, I forget what country it is, but that country rated our podcast. That was our number one podcast. Belarus? Yeah, before Belarus <laughs> rated our podcast, the Nickelodeon, I- us talking about the Nicktoons was our top one. Bryce, how's our most recent episodes doing? What are our stats at? I, I haven't looked. I don't know. Probably not great. Um, <laughs> our, um, our social media presence is at a low. Um, I think Jacob has dropped off. Um, yeah, I haven't heard from him in a while. <laughs> um, but like, Grinch, we got that boom, right? So we got some Grinchy acts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I don't know if they're sticking around. No, we got to check. Talking about Grinch. Um, Thamen Ren is number two on speed dial in Moses' phone. Is that would interesting? You, would, would you set speed dial for Feynman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's so upset. Yeah, he's pissed. Yeah, he's like, Why like, am I not number one? It looks like he's about to cry. Yeah. Well, Ned has always been number one, Feynman. And he'll always be number one, Feynman. Yeah. Um, Feynman can't take a hit. 
What? I, I can't wait to see what happens to him. <laughs> I don't remember, like, I don't know if he gets any kind of rap Closure? He just disappears, maybe? I also don't remember at all what happens to Feynman. Yeah. Because he's, like, he's only been around this season. I don't really feel like he deserves much fanfare. I mean, he barely talks. He barely shows up at it as is. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um... Yeah, it's, yeah, Cookie's cell phone thing. His jacket. He wants to win a car. Uh, Bryce, I have a request. Yeah. Uh, bring me a cushion and some snacks. I'm in the bathroom. Yeah. Um... <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not going to do that, Ren. Uh, then I guess you won't be getting free rides the next year. Oh. Okay, and then I show up, I give you the stuff, and then I make a comment about how I get, like, automatic shotgun or whatever. Yeah, and then I eat some chips and drink a Pepsi in the bathroom stall. Yeah. Um, How long was Cookie in there? Cookie literally goes to the teacher and is like, I'm not feeling well, I'm going to need to be in the bathroom all day. And the teacher's like, okay. Not like, go see the nurse. The teacher's like, okay. Good question. He is in there until pretty close to the end of the day. Yeah. So can we assume, like, a good seven hours? He had to ask Ned for food. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And, like, would if Cookie had gone the whole day wearing that cell phone jacket, would Loomer have beat up on him? I think Loomer would have... T- would have I think Loomer, Crony, and Buzz would have been sneakily stealing cell phones off Cookie. Okay. Until it just became a jacket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cookie wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> Yeah, it's so many cell phones. They're all active, which in 2007 is not cheap. Not so, cheap at all. Yeah. Um, and he wants to win a, a car through a radio contest that Gordy's hosting. And um, <laughs> <laughs> they really make no attempt at hiding his voice. No, no. And it's like by the time Gordy shows up in the second segment and we, I was like, oh, this we've, we've already seen him because we have, <laughs> like he was the radio guy. So it's not like he was absent in the first segment. Um, no. Yeah, I wonder if, like, the episodes that he his that Gordy's not in, if he's just, like, hanging around on set and they're like, hey, do you want to do this voice? And he's like, yeah, I'd love to. Those are, those are his fairly odd parent days, so he does the recording uh, in the same booth. <laughs> hey, while I'm in here, um, let's, let's do some uh, quick radio recordings. Yeah, Cookie wins the car, which is pretty cool. Yeah, but he's not 18. Yeah. So he Did you see that coming? Him. Um I mean it's Ned's. So like usually Ned Ned's asks us to suspend like realism. That's true. So I, I wasn't quite sure. Um it, I do think it's kind of a funny situation that he goes through all this work all episode um and finally gets it. And also with that, um so Sweeney, because Sweeney's like his adversary here. Yeah. Um, Sweeney is very anti-cell phone. He's an old man. Um, the cell phones hurt his like mind. Uh, <laughs> and so it's like um, you've seen Better Call Saul. No, I haven't. But I was just telling Nicole today we should start watching it. Yeah, you should. Yeah, final. Yeah, final season is starting soon. Well, um, we'll give that one a whirl, and then you'll know uh, what I mean. Why I'm referencing that. Uh, when it comes to cell phones hurting someone's head so um yes uh so sweeney's very anti-cell phone and so i like 
that this the gang, Moe's, Ned, and Cookie are all in on helping because Sweeney takes Cookie's phones. They're all yeah. in on helping to get the cell phones back. And what do they do? They like uh like uh throw something at Sweeney's. They're like, how do we take care of Sweeney? And they're looking at a bunch of weapons. And finally they look at like his keys and they take the keys and throw them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is it reminded me of the flamingo bit last week. The what bit? The flamingo bit where Ned just like uh takes his pillow and whacks one of Krubs's flamingos. Yes, right. And then like chaos ensues. They, uh, I like the little chase and the lockout. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sweeney wins the car. I mean, he deserved it. It's Sweeney. We all love yeah. Sweeney. We he do. gets in line for the boys. <laughs> he does. And he needs... <laughs> My reference to Sweeney seemed... I was going to say he needed a new car. Because, <laughs> um, you know, he got in line for the boys at the car wash. and <laughs> Didn't go well this past year. So uh, I'm happy for him. You know, he deserves a win. Yeah. Um, and this is it. This is definitely the win. Um, Ren, how awful would a mouthful of sawdust be? I know that we're jumping segments, but we're jumping segments. How awful would a mouthful of sawdust be? I, you'd get sawdust poisoning, right? Your blood would turn uh, into dust. I used to, when I was young, um, so my brother got a splinter in his foot. Uh-huh. And it was a long splinter from like our neighbor's porch and he had right. to go to the hospital to get it removed wow so um i'm like cringing right now thinking about this <laughs> so so cool. then <laughs> when i uh like because i experienced that or my brother experienced that uh and i was aware of it i used to be really scared of just accidentally um like drinking a piece of wood <laughs> like i don't know if that makes any sense um I, th- I think I get your sentiment. But, like, I would be scared of, like, wood accidentally ending up in my mouth, and then I swallow it, and then, like, I would have a splinter in my body. Oh. <laughs> um, just because, like, I know I've talked about the magnets thing, but, like, yeah. that type of gig. And so um, there was one time I drank water, and there was, like, I don't know, maybe just, like, a piece of, like, it, it was, like, a fibrous-looking piece, I don't know, something like that, really small, brown. And I drank it, and I, the rest of, the, like, that week i kept telling my mom i was like mom i have a splinter in my throat <laughs> i kept saying it and she was like no you don't and it was like there is a splinter in my throat and like i didn't want to eat anything because it would like hurt my splinter i think i probably just had a sore throat yeah probably um, yeah um, that's have horrible you ever, have you ever been afraid of that afraid of that you i've never been afraid of actually drinking wood but i okay. used to hate splinters as a kid yeah no um yeah i'm not a fan of splinters either and so like thinking about ned and cookie with a mouthful of sawdust at the beginning of the woodshop segment did it bring back some painful memories yeah also would that be really dry like your mouth would be really dry that'd be horrible um huh do you think any like um never mind any what has anyone ever eaten sawdust I'm sure someone's eating sawdust. Let's let's look it up right now. What happens if you eat sawdust? Yeah. What happens if you yeah. eat mm-hmm. sawdust? I don't know. It can't be good. Um. So 
Sawdust poses a serious health risk to those who are overexposed to it. Mm. Well, mm. so what is... Sawdust, what is a... sawdust is not edible, and if you try to eat it, you will most likely die. Um... <laughs> Even just a little bit? Is there an okay amount of sawdust? Let's find out. Is there yeah. an okay amount of sawdust to eat? Mm -hmm. Let's see. Um, cellulose, sawdust, 40% cellulose, McDonald's said. Oh, McDonald's! Oh, so McDonald's is McDonald's selling sawdust. Put sawdust in their hamburgers. Okay. All right, you heard it here first. All right, Ren. Um, no, I everything about sawdust, like um, it makes me cringe. I don't like the idea of walking on sawdust, being around sawdust. It breathes like if you breathe it in, it's pretty gross. So having a mouthful of it is awful. Do you, what do the actors use here? Do you think like that made it look like sawdust? Because obviously, if they accidentally swallowed it, they would have um not been okay. So Maybe some like a uh, chocolate flavored sawdust. <laughs> Okay, like, um, okay, but it's some that, like, maybe it has M&M sugar coating on it, so it doesn't yeah. melt in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Chop Saw. So the, the uh, netted cookie, uh, they blow up the art room, so they have to do woodshop. That's the setup here. So why all three of our characters are in woodshop for a week. Um, Chop Saw gets his shirt ripped off, and his nipples get blackboxed. Yep, they get censored. Yeah. Um, today, would that happen? I think today in television they would show us Chopsaw's nipples. Okay. Okay, but they'd so they'd still like let his shirt get ripped off, but they would just yeah. show us the nipples. Yeah, they'd show us the nipples. Okay. Um, Chopsaw assumes that Ned and Moe's are boyfriend and girlfriend. Why would he think that? Uh, I don't, they're like always around, and Ned says that they only like each other as friends. And Chopsaw's like, I don't think so. Okay, so Chops has this, um, frankly, inappropriate conversation with Ned. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bryce, what's so inappropriate about it? It's, um, it's crossing a lot of boundaries um, to assume that of middle schoolers. And so I think inappropriate for Chopsaw to do so. <laughs> um, and so even weirder, it then sets up Ned's situation the rest of this episode where or this segment where ned is overhearing moe's and chopsaw talking and ned believes that chopsaw and moe's are talking about him ned is so vain i mean if i'm hearing the stuff that moe's and chopsaw are talking about i don't know if i'm gonna think it's necessarily about me but i am gonna be confused you doubt it a little bit yeah but would you jump to the length that ned goes to so in which uh, I go to Gordy and I'm like, "Hey, Mose is gonna, <laughs> Mose is gonna, uh, Mose likes me, and Mose is gonna tell me at three o'clock today. What do I do? Like, would I go to that that length? Yeah. Would you go to your janitor and ask him yeah. for advice? Yeah, I probably would. They That's the right thing to do. Yeah, it's out of respect for my janitor. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to wouldn't want to leave him out of a major life moment like that. Uh, and Gordy has Ned's Ned go to get flowers, and so Ned is going to show up at three o'clock with Moe's after overhearing a conversation with flowers, um, because he's like, "Oh, this is it. 
Moses is gonna, you know, say him like me. So that's that's what Ned's thinking about. Um, and wh- what do you think? Do you, do you think that is a, a good plan or a bad plan? A good, it's an abrupt yeah, plan. It's not your best plan. <laughs> oh. Thanks for chiming in, Carmelo. <laughs> Sorry, Car- Carmelo, I didn't set you up exactly correctly. Um, <laughs> but uh, I believe you said it was a bad plan, Carmelo. Ren, you thought it was a good plan? I did not think it was. It's, it's an abrupt plan. Okay. Like, where is this coming from, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it comes out of really left field. Um, and Susie what, like, just dumped him. Yeah. Let's, let's have a little moment to breathe, please. Mm-hmm. So are they, like, they're done done? That seems to be the indication from these two episodes. Yep. Ned is done with Susie. Moving on. Like, I'm sure they'll bring her back eventually, because even season two, like, there was that massive stretch where she didn't show up at all. No. Um, and so now Ned is going to show up with flowers and everything. Turns out Moe's was talking about making a chair the whole time. Who could have known? No one. Because why do you, like, why do you speak so, in such a vague, like, way? If you're talking about a chair that you're making, it's just it, Chopsaw wants most to personify the chair, which is fine. But Chopsaw literally says to most, "Tell him you love him," <laughs> quote unquote. Whether the chair is personified or no or not, again, inappropriate conversation, Chopsaw. You don't think a woodshop teacher should be telling his students to love the objects they create? Uh, no. Well. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. No comment. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, uh, I will not say anything further on that front. Um, yeah, and so sure enough, um, Moses is gonna, you know, have to present this chair to a judge at the national woodworking finals. Yeah, which is like that's is that big time? Do you think that's like regionals level big, right? Yeah, I think it's region. And then after regionals, there's probably a sectionals. Then after sectionals, there's semi sectionals. Yeah, semi sectionals. <laughs> um, man, like maybe Glee is next, Ren. Yeah, you're. <laughs> is Glee gonna be one of your picks? Racing, racing, Ren and Gleeks in the house. We can uh talk about uh the teacher's <laughs> appropriate behavior every week. <laughs> We can maybe maybe we could have like a new approval rating for him. Yeah. <laughs> how and many times negative so fast? Yeah. How many times over should Mr. Schuster have been fired? <laughs> it's like um, because have you seen the the videos of um about Home Alone? I I, I you and I've talked Home Alone a little bit. Are you a big yeah. Home Alone head? I, I like the Home Alone movies. You're I a homie. Up. You're a homie. Yeah, I'm a homie. Um, yeah, so there's videos, there's a, two, I, I think, one based on the first and one based on the second Home Alone, and it's like, how many times would Ma- Harry and Marv actually die um, if they went through, like, the, the Saw Trap-esque House of Horrors that Kevin puts them through? Right. And it's like 17, 18 times, well, um, and it lists out, like, their injuries, and so I think it could be similar to that with Mr. Schuster. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Like fired, how many times would he have probably definitely been in jail? Investigated. So many, <laughs> many court cases would Mr. Schuster have had to subpoenaed <laughs> by uh, some local parents? Um even like uh Coach Sue or whatever her <laughs> name is. I think it's Sue. Um 
she's, right. you know, she's not great either. Um, you know, th- there's a lot of questionable stuff there. And you and I could be like, would would Glee been able to be made now? And unfortunately, <laughs> the show is less than 10 years old. So wow. Um, I don't know. Is, is it less than 10? It's probably like not probably a little bit more. Right. Like probably like 12, 12 years old. Um, maybe a little bit more, but Glee could not be made today. Yeah, it's from 09. Glee could not be made today. Like half the cast is no. <laughs> That's true too. That's like literally, literally, Nicole. Glee could not be made today. Um, yeah, and there's like there's there's that whole situation with it as well. Um, eh, probably not Glee, Ren. <laughs> probably not Glee. You don't want to do Glee. I think no. I think there's probably too much, <laughs> too too much controversy. Be a lot of disclaimers there. Um, it would be fun. Uh, the musical numbers could be good. Could be. Could be good. Um. All right. Um. So, who are you rooting for in the showdown of Cookie versus Christine, the handsaw? I'm putting all my money on Christine. Yeah, you thought the handsaw was gonna. Cookie, Cookie got Cookie. lucky. If he didn't run into the woodshop room, mm-hmm. Christine would have finished him off. Uh, not even, well, so not only was it just Cookie, Cookie had to pair up with Norman Trembles. That's right. They brought back <laughs> Norman Trembles to really complete the Corey homage. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that he has shown up more in Nedzy Classified <laughs> than Corey, but he is only Norman Trembles to me. It was just such an iconic introduction. It was. Uh, he's <clears throat> cured of his uh, his disease because of the freaking Kakishkas. <laughs> Nakishka. Nakishkas blowing up, which would then later go on to be used as the primary weapon of choice in Gory in the House DS. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, the arms make a perfect pair. Great. Yeah, so, uh, sorry, I want to talk more about Cookie versus the Saw. So, there's a saw that um, Chop Saw keeps in a cage. Okay. Um, Cookie feels bad for the saw and decides to take it out, puts it on the table, and then is like, wait, I need my safety goggles. Goes to get his goggles, comes back two, like two steps away, two steps back. The saw is now gone. Um, this is wild. It's a ghost saw. It is. It is. Um, yeah, I wouldn't want a saw to be popping up and disappearing. Especially not in a school. No. No. Um, do you think uh, Chucky, like the doll, is scarier? Or Christine the saw? I think a living saw that chases you is scarier. Mm-hmm. Than the doll? Yeah. Even though the doll can hold a saw. Yeah, the doll could hold a saw, but the saw has a mind of its own. Yeah. So what if the saw decides to hold the saw? <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, yeah, I was surprised that uh, I thought we were going to get a bit where Cookie was standing uh, on the second floor of the school and then uh, he thought he was fine and then Christine carved a circle in the ground underneath him and then he just <laughs> fell through. <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah, I thought we were going to get that, but unfortunately Christine stuck to uh, the first floor, it seemed like. She couldn't get up the stairs. No. <laughs> No. See, that's where if it was Chucky, Chucky could have gotten up those stairs. Good point. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Norman Trembles beats Christine the Saw to absolute um, obliteration. It's gone. 
Christine is dead. Uh, Chop Saw is upset because he had a warranty on it and was going to just return the saw because it turns out it's just a handsaw that has a short, like, uh, I don't know, faulty wiring. Yeah. So he was going to return it, and now he's out 350 bucks. Good job, Cookie. Yeah, nice job. Good but, job, Corey. Yeah, to be fair, though, Ren, um, don't we know that aren't there like rules about this um in the school where like when property gets destroyed it gets instantly reimbursed yeah lisa zemo did her whole vigilantism thing for this yeah i don't understand why chop saw is so upset he gets a brand new saw big whoop yeah um anything else here you want to talk about the saw not really no no um uh the saw destroys moses chair the chair falls apart yeah, she beats up Ned. She beats up Ned. She blames Ned because she was like, why else would you have flowers if you weren't saying sorry? And Ned doesn't want to admit that he thought she liked him. So, um, okay. Ren, what is Fruit Nola? It's like uh, Nutrigrain bars. Yeah. So, okay, I'm looking at this segment and then the next segment. And can you blame me for not returning for the last <laughs> three minutes? Bryce, what are you talking about? This first segment is great. After young Riley is uprooted from her Midwest yeah. life and moved to San Francisco, her emotions, joy, fear, anger, disgust, and sadness, conflict on how best to navigate a new city, house, and school. Ren, I believe that you just described the plot of Disney Pixar's Inside Out. Are you sure I did not just describe the plot of Getting Organized, the segment of Ned's? Wait. No, I think you did. Um, <laughs> I think they're one and the same, actually. <laughs> And so this this is where Pixar got the idea, right? Yeah, so this happened before Inside Out. So for sure, John Lasseter just got done dreaming up of a world where cars can uh, like talk to each other and reproduce on their own. <laughs> um, and then he was done with that. And he said, what else can I do that's kind of freaky? Threw on Ned's Declassified and said, okay, okay, adults inside of heads, okay. And this is going to um, be a guy called Bing Bong. Yeah. <laughs> um. Have I, yeah, in college, Ren, I was really anti-Inside Out. I don't know if you I, remember that. I do remember that. I also was not a big fan of the movie. Yes. Um, I, have, I, I have not ever gone back to watch it. I don't think it's as bad as I remember. Mm-hmm. But it is n- not one of my favorites of the I, it's. I also have absolutely no desire to revisit it. Yeah. I mean, it, just, I, it didn't connect with me at all when I watched it. Yeah. I remember Bing Bong being... Just the worst thing I've ever seen. So, I like that he died. I, I like that he, he was forgotten forever. He, when he left us alone for the second <laughs> half of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was like one of those things where the, uh, the Inside Out was like, oh man, like in order for our main characters to go on, they have to have a sacrifice. It has to be Bing Bong. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, oh no. They're gonna kill Bing Bong. <laughs> Dang it. Shoot. Um, yeah. So that's uh pretty much what we have here is Ned's getting organized, and so he can't get organized because all the emotions in his head are freaking out and yelling. But they're not emotions, they're like uh different parts of him. Yeah, he yeah. like one guy is emotion. Mm-hmm. One guy has his motor skills. There's his yeah. memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what else there is. Yeah. Uh, this was... I don't know. I, I doubt that this was Pixar's inspiration for Inside Out. Because I don't think anyone <laughs> would have watched this and said, you know what? There's some gold here. 
Um, I, I can really do something with this concept. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, because of anything, it also made me think of uh, SpongeBob when. Uh, yes, me too. You know, inside the little SpongeBobs are freaking out. The filing cabinets. Yes, um, that's what Ned needed. Ned needed filing cabinets. He doesn't have those. Um, how do these adults eat? <laughs> they uh eat off Ned's thoughts. They eat they eat off of Ned's brain. <laughs> yeah. That's why he's like that. Yeah, they go full zombie. Um, okay, so Ned's whole thing, he's like, needs to take a test or something. Sweeney is like, dude, you're disorganized. Ned's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty disorganized. Uh, all these adults are like screaming in Ned's head. Uh, I, Ned meets the three most intense people in school at various Albert, points. Albert, Evelyn, and Lance. Literally the most intense people. Then they all get together and they uh, teach Ned how to be organized. And then uh, Osmosis Jones shows up at the end. Osmosis Jones? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Ned gets organized and then all the every, all the adults in his head are like, oh, this is great. And then Osmosis Jones shows up. Oh, the virus! <laughs> yeah, you know the mucus commercial? Yeah, the mucinex. mucinex. Those guys move in. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh meet the parents. Maybe we should maybe our next show should be Osmosis Jones. Oh, I thought you were gonna say the Mucinex commercial. <laughs> Let's watch all the Mucinex yeah. commercials. <laughs> yeah, this week we're watching uh we're gonna be breaking down. You know, Mad Men has me inspired, Ren. <laughs> so I would love to give some attention to the art of advertising through Nice and Ren and then Night of Mucinex. Yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm onto something here, Ren. Maybe we're onto something. Bruce and Ren watch five ads. <laughs> Discuss. It'd be interesting. I would do it. I would do it. You know, I don't think I'd be opposed. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm writing it down, Ren. It might be <laughs> one of the eight. It might be one of the eight. Um, I don't know who's tuning into that. By the way. I mean, is anyone tuning into this? I mean, no. <laughs> I don't know if if the goal is like you know the next thing might be a hook. Yeah. I mean, Bra- this is for us yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, Bra- Brace and Ren watch uh, watch five McDonald's Monopoly commercials. Someone would definitely watch that. Like someone's tuning in. Someone's like searching that. The podcast comes up and they go, oh, wait a second. Right. Yeah, I could listen to them talk about these commercials for an hour. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Um, Brace and Ren, a cure to the common podcast. <laughs> that's us um okay uh so the show has been doing something clever a little bit where the episode titles like mean one thing but they also can mean something different you notice that i noticed it for extra credit so this is and getting, i'm just now noticing it for getting organized yeah this is getting organized ned's whole thing is of course you know get is like schoolwork organized but Cookie and Moses' storyline here is they organize like a protest. They miss Fruit Nola. They miss Fruit Nola, which is um, like if someone took a kiwi, carved out the fruit, and put a chewy granola bar in it, and then wrapped <laughs> it up in the skin. Uh, that's what Fruit Nola is. And then they put it in the vending machine, and it's no longer there. All the kids hate the powdered donuts. Yes. Uh, you. What about you, Ren? Personally, I think I would actually prefer the Fruit Nola because I really liked Nutri-Green bars when I was growing up. 
Oh. I feel, like, I feel like most kids would prefer the powdered donuts. Yeah. Yeah, I like um I like powdered donuts personally. Or like uh cinnamon donuts that have the dust on them. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Um chocolate donuts are good. Uh, I don't like jelly donuts. Should we get a uh, Dunkin' Donuts partnership? That could be one of the sets of ads. Yeah, Trace, oh, and, perfect. Trace and Ren run on Dunkin's. I think every week we just watch, you know, five ads from a different company. Could be good. We could have seasonal stuff. Trace yeah. and Ren watch five Christmas ads. We'd basically be able to cover every single uh, major event in the year. Yeah. Is um, Is five ads too much or too little, do you think? I don't know. Maybe too little. You think it would need to be like seven or eight? Well, hmm. I guess it would. Do, maybe five is a good amount. If, yeah. if they're like spread out, because then we can discuss like a the scope of a country of a company's mm-hmm. ads. Yeah, I think it'd be good. Grace, right. Grace and Rand watch Lowe's progressive ads in the house. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Cookie and Moe's organize a protest. They get people to sign a petition. Um, they do a sit-in. The reason why the fruit nola is gone is, be crub, uh, is because Krubs has asked Krubs. for it all to be removed in place for the powdered donuts. Classic Krubs. Yeah. And Putting so himself with... before the children. <laughs> I think he's looking to be fired. You think so? You think he's looking for a little uh, goodbye pay? Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's looking for a severance package. Ever since he um, disappointed at the principal interview, which speaking of principal interview, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad that Principal Wright is here to help with this situation. Why did they even give Principal Wright the job if Principal Krubs was still going to be more active and yeah. Principal Pale was suddenly going to start showing up all the time? You want to know why? Because they needed to. Um, they wanted to also write him off the show. Uh, so <laughs> Write him off with dignity. Yeah, they, they were like, yeah, the principal is someone who we've never once featured on this show, so it, we think it would be a good way for you to go. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll see Principal Wright again. That'd be interesting. What are he, how he's doing? I, I hope he's okay. Me I hope too. Alistair as well. Uh, <laughs> do I have it? I don't, I don't think I have any of the Alistair quotes. Damn. Sorry. Sorry. It's okay. Um, Ned has four C's. Um, C in plus this last section four C pluses that he needs to get up to a B minus. Now, Ren is what he does here ultimately a good idea. The pyramid. The pyramid. It's uh, it's working smart. Yeah, it's one of his more uh, clever alternatives. Mm-hmm. But I think his like fatal flaw here is that he asks permission for literally everything he does except combining the projects. Well, do you think the teachers would have said yes or no? I mean, given their reaction at the end, I think they would have said yes with a little convincing. Yeah. I think Sweeney might have been the only one Mm -hmm. who might be against it, because he seemed adamant on grading it on his own time. Well, that's because he has has volcanoes to look at Yeah. as well. Yeah. Which, uh, you don't know how that wraps up. No, I don't. Well, <laughs> you're right. So, um, Moe's got the cookie plot. Yeah, she gets and the cookie plot. Cookie also got the cookie plot. <laughs> we had two cookie plots in this segment, Ren. <clears throat> um, 
where Moe's is going to do some extra credit for a volcano. She's going to make a volcano. Her volcano is uh, pretty wimpy. Uh, they break the fourth wall as they acknowledge that the volcano is made on every TV show, and then they look at the camera. They look right at us? Yes. Um, I felt uncomfortable. Me, I, I really didn't like when Cookie said Bryson Ren. Yeah, <laughs> it was rough. And then the fact that it lasted for 30 seconds. Um, Way too long. They looked at us, and I was like, is this, is my internet cut out? And I, I was checking everything, and no, it didn't cut out. It was just 30 seconds of them staring. Cookie saying Bryson Wren. <laughs> and then, um, you know, Ned reciting both of our current residential addresses. Um, the episode that updates in real time. Yeah. So, um, it was, it was fine. I thought. I thought it was good. And then at the end of the episode, when Cookie, um, you know, finally reveals that it wasn't his dad's credit card, but our personal credit card, <laughs> uh, that he's been using the whole episode. And then I checked my bill and I was charged $10,000. It was only in that moment did I say, this has gone too far. Ned's declassified bankrupt you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ren, how did the segment end with uh, our three different storylines? What happened here? Okay. So the segment wraps up with uh, the teachers all grade Ned's pyramid. They decide that he can combine them all because it was a smart uh, solution. Yeah, I agree. They all give him a B minus. Great. He's ending the he or his next report card is gonna say B minus. Mose creates a gigantic volcano inside of Gordy's office. Yeah. And uses his detonation tools, mm-hmm. but uh, Gordy stops her before she can set it off, and then decides that she can set it off anyways. So she erupts the volcano and it blows up uh, the school roof, as we've seen many times. Okay, so that'll be back next episode. Yeah. The roof. And okay. uh. Cookie, during the eruption, his pony gets scared, drags him outside, drags him all the way to the desert, and leaves him pantsless in the desert. So Cookie calls the, uh, or they call Speedy Dot and asks them to pick him up, but they say that he went over his limit and they can't help him. And Cookie says, but it's an emergency, as it fades to black and he's left stranded in the desert, presumably to die of uh, either dehydration, starvation, or to freeze to death once the sun sets. Could he ride the pony? The pony's gone. The pony dragged him there and left him right. behind. So have you seen The Hangover? Yeah, I have seen The Hangover. Isn't that, like, isn't that what happens to, uh, to I don't know the character's name in that movie, but uh, Chang? He gets taken by a pony? No, he's like in the his underwear in the desert. It's, he's naked in the desert. They find him in the trunk. Do you know why? I don't remember why. Yeah, maybe it was a pony. It could have been a pony. It could have been a pony situation. Yeah. Lily seems to think it's a pony situation. Uh, no, it's not Lily. It's the little dogs. The little oh. dogs are all in on this credit card plot, Red. <laughs> um, tell me, uh, so was it a solid ending? Like, did you like it? No, I didn't like it. I thought it was awful. <laughs> I thought it was a terrible ending. Do you feel like sharks were jumped? Do I feel like sharks were jumped? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it definitely felt shark jumpy. I'm sure this isn't like the worst Ned's is gonna be, and I, I think, I think the series can bounce back before the end. I hope so. But uh, it was so. a very nonsensical, lousy ending, kind of like the endings we saw like two weeks ago. Yeah. And then Moe's end up getting extra credit. We don't know. Sweeney said he needs to grade it still. 
and that's how it ends. Oh, wait, no. He also says that he can't wait to see Moses' written portion, which she did not do. Yes. She was working on building it. That makes sense. Um, okay. Okay. Um, I've never made a volcano. Me neither. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's, it is, like, just a TV show uh, situation. Like, if I'm going to make a volcano, I want to make a real one. Yeah. I want it to have impact. Um, all right, Ren, let's rate these. Yeah, let's rate the episodes. Okay, I put in threes. You put in th- Is that what like- <laughs> Is that how you feel? Put in threes for both of us all around. Oh, uh, you know, I'll leave it. Okay. <laughs> um, why did you feel that these episodes were three, Ren? <laughs> well, for cell phones and woodshops... Mm-hmm. Uh, Ned's plot's just completely lousy to me. I don't like that they broke up Ned and Susie like this. No. Like, if they were just gonna break them up, I wish they had done it when she moved. This feels like a waste of time to me, completely. Ren, 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 Ren. Then they never would have had the opportunity to talk about cell phones. <laughs> Good point. So, you know. You know, I'm, I'm of the opinion that really, only Cookie was a standout in this episode. Yep. Um, I think that the second episode was worse than the first one. Yeah, I'm actually gonna give the second one a two. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the same. Um, so, cause it, I, I the first one at least had like I, I felt like Cookie's stuff was solid. Um, Cookie with the credit card was kind of fun. Um, but that kind was kind of fun, but it's so outlandish. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that pizza was massive. It was an extra, extra large. It was such a big pizza. Uh, it was like, uh, like, how did they make that pizza? It's the world's biggest pizza. Yeah. Yeah, and now it's uh, in James K. Polk Middle School. There's uh, Arthur. They make the world's biggest pizza. The Aardvark? Yes. I think I remember that. Yep. Uh, they, uh, Arthur and Buster want to break a world record. And so they do that. They get all of Elwood, at Elwood City together. They make that pizza. Let's maybe, break the record. Uh, maybe it's Hey Arnold. Is it Hey Arnold? Hey Arnold definitely has a Guinness World Record episode, but Arthur maybe also does, and maybe it's like Hey Arnold's is a like is a um, calzone or something like that. Let's see, Hey Arnold World Record episode. I think uh, Hey Arnold is the pizza. Oh, okay. They realize that they need like the whole city to because they end up using like uh, oh like. Uh, Mr. Green's like meats as the top as the so- like sausage and so and so's something as the something, you know. It looks like there is something about the world's largest pizza in Arthur, though. Is there? I found a video that says Arthur, the world's largest pizza. <laughs> okay. Uh, hold on. Yeah. Okay. So they definitely do the world's largest pizza there. Let's. I'm gonna read the description for the Harold episode. Give me a second. Just hold on, Ren. I'm holding. Just chill out. I'm holding. Synopsis. Um, yeah, uh, it's pizza. The giant pizza puff explodes. All right. So they, we should uh, maybe watch those at the same time. Both segments. In sync? Yeah. Yeah, like how we watched the all six Baby Genius movies at the same time. <laughs> And that Super Mario Odyssey retrospective? 
What was it? It was like Super Mario Odyssey. It's no masterpiece. All right, Red. Well, we made it through the worst part. Let's go to the draft and okay. send this thing home. Um, Ren, so let's let me get some stuff together for recap. So, uh, Cumberbatch Grinch, Boomer, Martinez, um, uh, Corey Baxter, um, Connor Roy, Ned, they're all on my team. One, two, three, four, five, six. We should have six each, right? Yeah, so that's my team, Ren. You got. <laughs> Is Rita and Ruip, Mitchell Musso, uh, as oh, you have Cletus played by Mitchell Musso from Hatching Feet. I wrote these down. This is on the back of a Christmas card, uh, with like a pen that keeps running out of ink. So you have Cletus, Morris Adams, who's the prankster in Ned's Declassified, uh, Stanley, Stanley, uh, Bone Hands, he's one of like the children of God. Uh, you have Mondale. That is Shiv and uh, Tom's dog who eats Shiv's underwear. Um, and then Paul Hohen, who is a, a writer or a creative on both Ned's Declassified and Hatching Pete. He did. Uh, he directed Read It and Weep. Read It and Weep, okay. He's actually done a bunch of stuff that we've watched at this point. He also uh, directed Minutemen. So he's the one. He's the guiding light in our... <laughs> He's our um the watcher, right? Or, yes. Uh, in our Bryce and Ren universe. Okay. Um, Ren, so let me think. I went first the first time, then you went first, then I went first. So Ren, it is your turn to go first today as you pick another two to add to the list. Okay. All right. So today I'm going to pick as my first pick Buzz Rodriguez. From Ren, Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Yeah, why don't you tell the audience and me who that is? Uh, Buzz is Loomer's sidekick who never speaks. Oh, I, Ren, I already took off his quote. He speaks once. He speaks once. <laughs> yes, I already took that off. So I, uh, I got to undo that work then. Make sure I have it again. All right, so Buzz, uh, why did you go with him and not Crony? I really think, because what if he is Parrot Boy from Glory? <laughs> okay. You know, I, we've never been able to decisively prove no. it, but if he is, you know, he has that continuity that yeah. no one else has. He's met the uh, the juicer, <laughs> right? Yeah. All right. Uh, so Buzz, he is here. Um, okay. Okay. I like that, Red. So let me think. Um, I got to pull up my list and see who I got to choose because remember like i'm i'm getting the real people and you are not and so there's a lot of pressure on me to make sure i don't leave out anyone who we'd want to have here um all right i have three cory in the house reps already i don't feel like i should add another one i have ned connor's here cumberbatch grinch do you know what ren f it movie mason is in the house <laughs> I'm so glad you added Movie Mason. Um, Movie Mason, of course, uh, I would say star of uh, Phantom of the Megaplex. Um, I feel like he's the last representation that I need on my team to feel like I, I'm representing all of our podcast history. 
you've got you feel like you've got everything down from that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think you're missing I think you're missing one big omission. Um I'm don't worry, I'm gonna fill you in. Okay, yeah, Rand, what am I missing? You're missing uh do you want can I give my pick now? Yeah, give your pick. My pick is Joe Kingman from the game plan. <laughs> <laughs> is that uh Dwayne the Rock Johnson? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I would say he is the most like human being of a person that you have on your team. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's Joe Kingsman. Uh, he, uh, brought his daughter to, uh, the place in Boston, and then she ate peanuts and had to go to the hospital. Yep. And he ran her there. Um, he is, uh, what else? He does ballet. He does ballet. Mm -hmm. Calls his, uh, sister-in-law Goomba. Yes. Gizmo. Um, it could, so it could be good than to have him out on your survivor team. I think, think he's he's going to add a level of physicality the team is missing. <laughs> yeah. You mean your team of primarily children and a dog? Uh, and Paul yeah, Owen? Not Paul Owen. <laughs> and Iz is imaginary. <laughs> so Iz, Iz won't actually show up in the game until day six or seven when people are really dehydrated. <laughs> um, We're holding off our introduction. <laughs> um great do you think joe is gonna get along with anyone on your team really well i think maybe buzz or mondale okay the strong silent type he likes dogs right he has a dog (laughs) at home so you might say mondale (laughs) mondale 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 um you know you're you're a dog i have a dog we get along um Okay, Ren, I don't even know who to fill out my team with. I have three more people, one more today, and like... Next uh, week? Huh? Then next week we'll be done. Yeah, next week we'll have two. And then uh, we'll do like two weeks of the assigning episodes, like assigning the shows to them, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. <sighs> okay. Um... Who should I even pick? I I'll I'll take Vanessa's grandmother. Like, did you not already take her? No, I don't think she's here. Really? Yeah. I would have imagined you would have snatched her ASAP. No, no. (laughs) I don't have her yet. I need more Ned reps. So I'll (laughs) take her. Cookie and Moe's still uh not seen anywhere out here. But I'll take Vanessa's grandmother. Um, because she adds a lot. She adds something to the show. Um, right? And she's, I think, the oldest person who we've seen. Is that is that correct? Oh, wait, I... Ren. Hold on. Wait, Ren. You ready? You want to meet a friend of mine? <laughs> yeah, that's right. We have met uh, someone. Why don't you give her the slot? Because I we don't need Granny Fart bowl into <laughs> broken-legged man. We don't need her. We need Vanessa's grandmother. <laughs> Um, okay. Um, oh, yeah, my pen's gone again. So next week, I will not know who my second pick was. Excellent. All right. Ren, yes, we got two, uh, two names left for each of our teams to be complete. Um, let me go ahead and pull up the list of Ned's episodes to see what the heck we are watching next week. 
Um, We're getting close to the end. We are. We are. Do you think we should do three, three episodes a week? Three episodes? How, so how many weeks would we have left? No, we're at um, fundraising and competition, and then making new friends and positive and negatives is next week. Okay. Um, and then, so that'll be 15 and 16. There's 21 episodes total. So we'll have uh, three weeks after that. Wow, the end is in sight. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. I'm excited. There's an episode coming up called Money and Parties. And I don't know. It'll be interesting. So I'm happy for Ned's. Okay. Um, Ren, anything else? Anything else? Uh, not really. No. Tonight was a, this was a step down from last week. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree. We'll see if next week is a step up. Uh, it's moving us forward a little bit in the Ned and Moe's storyline. It is. Um, trying to really sell us on it. I'm already sold. I don't need to be, like, oversold. Yeah, me too. And that's my fear right now, is that they're going to oversell it, because yeah. that tends to be the problem with these kinds of shows. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, Madman's good, Ren. Where are you in Madman right now? Uh, I'm not, like, halfway through season four. What did uh, you think of season three? You never answered me. Um... It was fine. It felt like uh, I, I think I had said this that it was. It felt like it was just really setting stuff up. Um, yeah, it's a transitional. Like clearly, yeah. By the start of season four, everything has changed. Yeah, when they do the Michael Scott Paper Company. <laughs> um, but that's. I was super happy because that's what I wanted that to be. What happened at the end of season two? Yeah. Um. So I was more than happy that that is where we were ending off in season three. So I um, love season four. Yeah, the the past two episodes have been just like on fire for. Which um, uh, how far are you right now? Like five episodes in. Hmm. That's it. Six episodes. I just saw, uh, Don got his award. Feeling very good about it. You're getting close to my favorite episode in the whole series. Oh. Okay. Like you, you may you maybe like one or two. Number it is. It's either that. it's my favorite episodes of Mad Men are episodes seven and eight of season four. Okay. That, like, one-two punch to me is just perfect television. Okay. And, like, it, it's all amazing, but th- those two specifically, they just really s- resonate with me. Yeah. I, um, I like that, like, I don't know. I don't care at all for Betty. Um, but, like, I, I care about Sally. Um, yeah, Sally's great. So, it's like, you know, Betty is a necessary evil to get to Sally. And to get to um, Glenn. And to get to Glenn, who is the true <laughs> Mad Men. He, he is the focus of the show. And I knew he'd come back. And he did. Of course he came back. Why um, would you write out someone with as much gravitas as Glenn? When I think of charisma, I think of Glenn. I I love Glenn. Glenn's hilarious. Yeah. Um. Listen, like after watching, um, I just watched the episode where he pours the uh, like chocolate sauce all over the counter, <laughs> and I was like, "That looks really fun. I gotta try that." So for dessert that night, it was two days ago. For dessert, I just went and uh, bought a thing of Hershey syrup and I poured it all over the counter, <laughs> and I threw some cereal on it. And uh, how I did tried, that? I parents feel? Ate it. Uh, everyone was really unimpressed. <laughs> And I got a lot of concerning looks. And the couch has been super comfortable. Um, <laughs> no, 
all of that is obviously joking. Um, Glenn is... <laughs> you clearly did not eat chocolate sauce no. on the kitchen counter I while you were live watching you. No, I didn't do that. So, um, all right. Well, with all of this said, I'm going to probably go check out some more Mad Men. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Uh, and if you're listening, check us out next week. And this one's for you, Mitch. Uh, <laughs> rest in peace, Mitch. <laughs>